0: Hey everyone, let's ramble for a little bit. history, human beings have struggled with this question. Is there a god? And if there is, what is he, she, or it, or they like? Now, it's obvious that humans throughout the ages have struggled with these questions because there are hundreds of different gods and ideas about God. For example, I bet you have never heard of these three gods. First, we have babaluaye He is a chief god in some African religions. Sibylla is an ancient mother goddess that was worshipped in the area of modern-day Turkey. Or how about Marduk? He was the chief god of the Babylonians. And there are so many different gods that we actually classify them into broader categories. We have categories like polytheism, monotheism, pantheism, paganism, and spiritism. As Christians, it is not surprising that pretty much every culture and people throughout history have had some idea or belief in the divine. King Solomon writes this, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. That's Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. So that passage says God has set eternity in the human heart. So all of us have a sense that there is something more, something greater than just this physical reality. We all have a sense that a divine being exists, that this life is not the end. The Bible puts it even more bluntly when it says in Psalm 14, the fool says in their heart there is no God. We human beings desire to know God. We all have this desire because we were all separated, alienated from our loving creator back when Adam and Eve broke God's law. Thankfully, our God and his grace didn't keep himself separate from us. He revealed Himself to us through His Son, Jesus, and through His Word. This episode of Theological Ramblings begins a series of episodes that will go through the Catechism's explanation to the Apostles' Creed. By studying the Apostles' Creed, we will learn what the Bible says about who God is and what He has done for us. It is our hope that your desire to know God will be satisfied through these episodes. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Theological Ramblings. I'm your host, Pastor Phil Janish. And as always, I have with me my co hosts, Pastor Ross Henze, the Dauntless. Hello, everybody. And the ineluctable Pastor Tom Fricke. I have no idea what that means, but here I am. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And we have a special treat here today. We have our principal, Dave Niddle the Tenacious.
1: Well, thanks for having me back.
0: Yeah. So today our topic is basically God. We have to tell the audience who God is. We'll actually be covering more of the specifics in our next episodes, but today we want to cover the Trinity and some of the attributes or characteristics of God. So let's start with the Trinity. Now, the word Trinity or triune is not found in the Bible, yet it is the name of our church, and we confess that we believe in the Trinity. So, Ross, could you just let the audience know the basic meaning of the word Trinity?
2: I guess the best way to maybe explain it, and as I've always understood it, is that we have one God in three persons. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Each member of the Trinity has... His own specific responsibilities, for example, God the Father, the Creator, God the Son, the Redeemer, God the Holy Spirit, the Sanctifier. That means he makes us holy. In other words, it's his job to create and strengthen faith. So, one God, three different persons.
0: Yeah, thanks, Ross. So the word Trinity is a term that means three in one, as Ross said. The word itself is kind of two words. Tri meaning three, unity meaning one, so triune or trinity, three in one. And we say we believe in three persons, yet one God, and we believe in this because we can find it in the Bible. Tom, could you give the audience some passages or accounts from the Bible that talk about God's oneness? Sure,
3: probably the first one that I think of is in Deuteronomy chapter 6, where uh you, you have the passage that says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. There is there is just one God. John chapter 10, Jesus talks about uh, himself. He he says, I and the Father are one. And I also think about all of those passages in Isaiah where uh, the prophet uh, is speaking in behalf of the Lord and the Lord says, uh, I am God and there is no other. Uh basically, Not so much his oneness, but his uniqueness, at least. There is only one God.
0: Yeah, so we do have accounts and passages where God talks about himself as one. Now, Dave, could you tell the audience some of the passages or accounts that talk about God as being three persons?
1: Well, the first one that comes to mind occurs right away in the Bible in Genesis chapter 1 at creation, where God says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. So obviously using the plural pronoun there referring to more than one person. So, you know, talking about the Trinity there. And then probably the more well-known ones occur in Matthew, Jesus baptism, where you have Jesus as the son being baptized. You have the voice of God the Father coming down from heaven. This is my son in whom I love and him I'm well pleased. And then you have the Holy Spirit descending as a dove, so all three persons of the of the Trinity present there. And then Jesus mentions all three people at the Great Commission later on in Matthew at chapter twenty eight nineteen, where he says, Go and, and teach all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So some very clear references in the Bible to the Trinity.
0: Yeah, so from what you two have said, the reason we believe in the Trinity is because the Bible talks about God being three persons, as you said, Dave. But it also talks about him being one, as you said, Tom. And the Bible talks about these three persons being united. I'm going to reference the passage that Tom said earlier. Jesus once proclaimed, I and the Father are one. So in that little statement, Jesus talks about two distinct persons of God. He talks about himself and the Father. But in the same sentence, he talks about them being united. He says they are one. So we have to admit that the Trinity, trinity does not make sense to our limited human minds. So, Tom, why is it okay to admit that? Why is it okay to admit that? That sometimes when we talk about God, we run into some things that blow our minds that don't make perfect sense. Well, I think it's it's logical to conclude that if God is God, he is
3: far beyond our own comprehension. And so we can't really completely comprehend or understand what God is entirely like. But the Lord tells us that, too, in Isaiah chapter 55. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways, says the Lord. So... Uh, multiple places. We we find that uh, in the scriptures, God tells us that his thoughts are far beyond our own. Uh, At the end of Ephesians chapter 3, at the end of the doctrinal section in Romans in chapter 11, again, uh, you know, who can search the mind of the Lord? Um, His ways are far beyond our own.
0: Yeah, thanks, Tom. So, One thing we know from the Bible is that God is incomprehensible. That's the term we use when we're talking about this phenomenon, which to a certain extent we are never going to be able to fully fathom what God is like because he's so much bigger than us and he supersedes time and space and all the laws of physics. So when God talks to us, it's kind of like an adult trying to explain long division to a two-year-old. We have our vast incomprehensible God trying to explain his nature to us using human language. And human language and human comprehension simply fall short of perfectly expressing and understanding who God is. And the Trinity is one of these incomprehensible mysteries about God. So, Ross, Tom, and Dave, could you each offer the audience? one other teaching about God that is kind of incomprehensible, something about God that blows your mind. Uh we'll let Dave go first.
1: Well, first of all I appreciate the math reference. So thanks for that. <laughs> um I, I think the 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 mystery about God that, that gets to me most or or that strikes me most is omnipresence. How, How God can be everywhere at once and not just moving quickly from one place to another, actually be present at more than one place and more than one time and everywhere, the omni meaning all there, that he is there. I know we've all wished that we could be in more than one place at one time, but God really is. And it's not just two places. You know, he's not at the bank and at home. He's not, you know, at the ball game and, you know, at work. He's everywhere at once. And that's just psh, way yeah. far more than I can comprehend.
0: Yeah. Blows your mind. How about you, Tom? I
3: think about the incarnation of Jesus, the fact that God came to earth in human form and that God was encapsulated in that little child. You know, this this, I don't know, seven pound, ten ounce baby <laughs> was the almighty maker of heaven and earth who needed to have his diapers changed and grew and yet is all powerful and almighty at the same time. It's, it's just, uh, kind of mind blowing. It, it's really hard to comprehend that here, Joseph and Mary would have held the son of God, the creator of the world in their own hands, but needed to take care of him too. And he's the one who had made them
2: to right. begin with. Right. Very good. How about you, Russ? I, I have a couple, but the one that maybe follow along a little bit on what Tom had to say, and that is not only was this child born, but this child came to die for the very same people he came to save. To me that you are God, you came to earth, became human, suffered and died to save me. That is just amazing. And then very quickly maybe another one is the doctrine of real presence that in the lord's supper we believe that jesus body and blood is really present together with the bread and the wine i really don't understand how that's possible but he very clearly in scripture says it is he said this is my body this is my blood he didn't say this represents or this changes into he says this is and i believe it but man that's that's something else
0: yeah so I'm gonna uh, kind of combine what Dave you said and what you said Ross and just uh, spitball a little bit from that um, just all the presences of God he's omnipresent with us everywhere he's present miraculously in the Lord's Supper the body and blood with the bread and the wine and then there's a couple other special presences that God talks about you know, where two or three are gathered, there I am with them. Um, So in some special way, when we gather as Christians, God is with us. God talks about dwelling in our hearts. So in some special way, we are a temple of God and the Holy Spirit dwells in us. It's just mind-blowing. So perhaps as we look at some of the other characteristics of God, they will help us believe what God says about himself is true, even if we can't fully understand it. So let's just go around the table and list a few of the characteristics of God. I know we've already listed a few. um, And then briefly explain the characteristic of God that you list. We'll let Ross go first
2: this time. Uh, One that sticks out to me is unchangeable. Uh, Our God is unchangeable. He does not change. And... You know, when you look at our world today, it seems like everything is changing all the time, yet we have a God who has promised, I've given you these promises, this is my word, and I'm not going to back off from that, I'm not going to change. So I find that to be uh, just an amazing characteristic.
0: Thank you. And then, uh, Tom, why don't you give us a characteristic?
2: Well, I think about the fact that God
3: is eternal. He's timeless. He's without beginning and without end. The Bible describes him as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. We would probably say something like he's the A and the Z. Uh, He's uh, he's eternal, and that just kind of goes beyond our comprehension and understanding.
0: Yeah. Dave, how about you?
1: Well, even though Tom took my answer, I, I think <laughs> I would say I would point back to John and John says God is love, you know, and, and, and God is love personified. And I think that plays off what both Ross and, and Tom said, too, that, you know, he came and, and, and was a baby for us and love is what motivated that. So if, if, if you could put a face on love, it would be God's face.
0: Yeah, very good. Um, the one, I guess I will say, is omnipotent, omnipotent, or all-powerful. There is nothing that God cannot do. He, he has all the power. He's the most powerful thing imaginable. So uh, that's, that's one of the characteristics of God. And it's pretty awesome to look at these characteristics. Last episode, we talked about the law and the gospel. Now, the gospel is the good news that our sins are forgiven, that God loves us, that we're going to heaven, etc. And the law is the message in the Bible that tells us what we're supposed to do and not do. It says we've sinned. It says we deserve punishment. Now, all or perhaps I should say most of the different characteristics of God can be viewed from both a law and gospel perspective. So could each of you take one of the characteristics of God and show how we can see that characteristic as both law and gospel? We'll let Dave go first.
1: Um, I think holy is one that definitely can can be looked at through both lenses because God is holy. He demands that we are like him and be without sin uh, and demands punishment for the sins that we obviously commit. But then also God provided redemption from that punishment and he provided a, a payment for that through his son uh, showing that that loving gospel.
0: Yeah, very good. God is holy. You know, we can't reach his standards, but he's holy. Jesus was holy and was holy for us. Yeah, Tom?
3: Well, I think about uh, the Lord uh, being present everywhere. Uh, he's there to hear my prayers. That is a beautiful gospel uh, promise from God. But David in Psalm 139 says, where can I flee from your presence? I can't get away from you, God. And uh, so that can be a frightening thought too. It's a comfort and it is also frightening at the same time to know that God is present everywhere.
2: Yeah. And Ross? Well, I'd go back to the word I gave earlier, unchangeable. Um, Where God has given his commands, where as Dave was talking about, the fact that I still demand perfection, I still demand that you live holy and perfect lives, that is not going to change. Nor is his, that's of course the law, nor is it going to unchange, nor is he going to change from his promise that uh, his son has suffered and died in payment for our sins so that we can live together with him. So... We have this, this demand that is made that we cannot meet, and that's why the Savior came. So that unchangeable, uh, it can be used uh, maybe in a sense to maybe in, as law motivation, but there is certainly gospel, uh, a gospel sense there as well. Yeah. The,
0: uh, I'll go back to the one I mentioned earlier. Uh, God is all-powerful. You know, when we sin, we make God our enemy. Uh, so that's viewing all powerful from a law perspective. You are now the enemy of the most powerful being in the universe. So if it's you against God, you know, you don't have any hope. But uh, viewed from a gospel perspective, you know, God was powerful enough to, to take away the sins of the world. And, you know, whenever we have a problem or an issue, we got to remember we have a big, powerful God. God is no longer our enemy because of Jesus. He's our friend, and we have the most powerful being ever as our friend. So that's how you look at it from the gospel. All right, this has been a brief episode on God. He is the triune God, Father, Son, and Spirit, united as one God. And he has these amazing, incomprehensible characteristics. In our next few episodes, we'll be studying what God tells us about himself in depth. We will focus on each person of the Trinity and what they have done to save us. Until next time, God be with you.